little children, these things are right to you so that you may not sin. If anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. So just to recap quickly, because of sin, man and God were separated from one another because God is holy and a man was sinful and Jesus came to unite the people with God. And he used Jesus Christ that never sinned and he paid the price. Therefore, we are now called the righteousness of God by what Jesus Christ did on the cross. Amen. But we still have this flesh. We are still on earth. We are still running this race wholeheartedly. And here the word says that at this very moment we have an advocate with the Father. And as we read the word it says that Jesus Christ stands on the right hand side of God. So if you look at an advocate in a court case, for example, then you have the judge, you have the person that's standing on trial, and then you have the advocate that is defending the client. Amen? Now let's say, for example, I get a speeding ticket. And I get more than one. And now I appear in a court case. The judge that is there will find me or will send me to prison, let's say, for example, if I did something really wrong? Is it because the judge don't like me? No. It's because the judge is righteous and is just. And he demands sin to be paid for. And then you have the advocate that is there to defend you. Now, it's the same in the spirit. God is the judge. And for we all are sinners. We all have fallen short from the glory of God, as the word said. Jesus Christ has never sinned. So Jesus Christ is our advocate. So on the day of judgment, it says that as we approach God on the day of judgment, Jesus Christ will be on the right hand. And the moment you have relationship with God, Jesus will say, but I know this person, and he will intervene for you. He will intercede. And then God will see you through the eyes of Jesus Christ without sin. And this is so profound. It's wonderful. So that then means that we as believers now at the moment are already justified in the spirit. And the word justified means just as I have never sinned. I want to read for us 1 Corinthians 6 verse 11 and I'm reading out of the Amplified. It says, And such were some of you before you believed. But you were washed By the atoning sacrifice of Christ, you were sanctified, set apart, and made holy. You were justified, declared free of guilt in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, in the Holy Spirit of God, the source of the believer's new life and changed behavior. And then I prayed about this. And this one thing struck me, and we all know that Satan means the accuser of the brethren. And it comes to mind, why is he still busy accusing me if I'm already justified? Why is he still attacking us as believers? If we are already justified in the spirit, why is he still stealing, destroying, bringing destruction? Why is he still walking around like a roaring lion? Can't he admit that he has just lost? But he still carries on and he attacks the believers. And I wondered, but why? You know why? Because we still have the flesh. And he will never attack the spirit. He will attack the flesh because Satan loves to deceive us. He wants us to be 
tempted and fall into sin. For the word also says that no flesh will be justified in the sight of God. Galatians 2 verse 16, also out of the Amplified, it says, Yeah, we know that man is not justified and placed in right standing with God by works of the law, but only through faith in God's beloved Son, Jesus Christ. And even we, as Jews, have believed in Jesus Christ so that we may be justified by faith in Jesus Christ, not by works of the law, by, by observing the law, no one will ever be justified, declared free from guilt of sin and its penalty. Meaning that the law cannot save us. And what God tried to say to us here is that your own works cannot save you. It doesn't matter how obedient you will ever try to be, your works will never save you. And because we have the flesh, we sin. So we must understand this, that we as believers are justified in the spirit, but not in the flesh. So what is Satan then actually coming to steal? What is Satan actually trying to destroy? What is he actually trying to devour? Do you know what he's trying to devour? What he's actually trying to steal at the end of the day? Your abundant life. Because he can never steal the believer's salvation because God made it clear in John 10, 28. And I'm reading out of the New King James. It says, and I have given them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. So here we have the promise of God saying that our salvation is secured as long as we keep this faith in God. So Satan is there to rob us from this abundant life. Because he knows that your spirit is secured with God. So he attacks the individual. He never attacks the spirit within the individual. Because he knows when he has damaged you as a person in the flesh, then he knows he cracks down your spirit. Because he uses something physical to get to you. Because think about it, when you, when you bump your toe, do you believe the emotion first or you, do you believe the pain first? You, you first believe the pain, you first experience the pain, then the emotion. And it's the same with Satan. He's there to destroy us in the natural and he's trying his best. Because he knows when he destroys you in the natural and when he steals from you in the materialistic world, then he knows it will affect you spiritually. And that's his way of stealing. So the big question then is, what is on God's agenda? For we have this advocate with the Father that is already interceding for us. We are already in right standing. We have Jesus Christ that came to pay the price for sinners and give us this abundant life. But the big question is, what is on God's agenda for you and me then? If the salvation is already secured. Let's think about this for a moment. There must be a reason. And the reasons, I want to give you two reasons. The first reason is, prosperity is on God's agenda. And many people are against this. And I just want to ask the question, 
If you're saying, and please allow me to say this, but if you are a person that says that prosperity is not of God, then you're placing God in a bad light. God is the God of prosperity. And people talk against prosperity. So basically you are telling us that God is not all good. Because a good God wants for his people to be prosperous. Amen. And Satan tries everything in his power to keep us away from this abundant life, from this prosperity. John 10.10 10. The thief come. The thief, the thief sorry, does not come except to steal, to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have life and have it more abundantly. So that's the will of God. That's on God's agenda for us while we are still in the flesh. This is not talking about when you are already with God one day and when you go to heaven. This abundant life talks about now. So the context says that Satan will try everything in his power to steal from you when? Now. He will not join you on the day of judgment because then he's irrelevant. Then your faith will be put on trial. He will test us and he will try to crush us now. And what will it be? What, what will the, the main focus be? The abundant life. You want to squander that abundant life. And like Pastor Henry said over and over, this abundant life is much more than money. To be happily married is an abundant life. To have a roof over your head is abundant life. To be healthy is abundant life. To wake up in the morning joyful is abundant life. To be able just to go to work and to be healthy, the fact that you have a job, it's an abundant life. And then Satan comes and he devours us in certain areas of our life and then we as believers sometimes wonder, ah, such is life. It has its ups and downs. No, it doesn't. Sometimes we fall into sin and then we give the devil ground for him to steal. Because Satan can never steal from you if he was never given any ground. And if he does steal from you where you have not given him ground, that's when we can do as the word says, claim back sevenfold. Think about this. What did Satan steal from Jesus? He couldn't because he had no ground in the life of Jesus. The crucifixion was part of God's plan. It was not Satan's plan. Satan cannot steal from the believer the moment he is in obedience. You see the word sin means to be disobedient towards God. That's what the word sin means. And this disobedience that we as believers have towards God, that is what makes us sin and that's what Gives the devil ground to steal. That's why the word says live a life of repentance. That's why the word of God says for it's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. So the moment that we live in obedience, we automatically tune into the life of prosperity because you are the, the person of obedience. So maybe sometimes we should ask ourselves, where am I falling short in my life? And it can be anything. It can be anywhere. 
And the first thing that we can do is go on our knees and say, God, please help me. Somewhere I've opened the door. Many times I've, I've seen where, where people go to pastors and especially Pastor Henry and say that I witnessed so many nightmares and stuff. And then Pastor Henry said, where did you open the door? Did you watch something on TV? What did you do? Because Satan cannot just come and wow. Some way ground was given to him. And one thing we need to understand about Satan, if you open a window for him, let's say you open the window for him in your bedroom. He's not just going to steal the stuff that's within your bedroom. He's going to rob the whole house. We are talking about the deceiver. We are talking about the greatest lie, the greatest thief there is. If he comes into your house, he robs everything. But we give him that ground. And how do we give him that ground? Through sin. Now, yes, we have an advocate with the Father. And yes, we are justified in the Spirit. And God will not hold this against us. And we will still enter into heaven. But you will be robbed from your abundant life now. And that's what I want us all to meditate on today. And during the course of the week. If you witness an area in your life where you are not witnessing abundant life, pray and ask the Holy Spirit that was given us to help her. Holy Spirit, help me. Show me where Satan is stealing from me. Where have I been disobedient? Because many times we want to accuse Satan of the flat tire. No, maybe you just didn't pump your tires. Many Common sense. Many times we want to give Satan the blame for stuff and it's not even his fault. Blame him, blame him anyway, yes, boss. <laughs> That's wisdom. <laughs> so we as believers should focus on what this morning and that's what I want to leave with us. So just to recap, we have an advocate with the Father. We are justified in the Spirit. We are already going to heaven as long as we keep this faith because we are not saved by works. Ephesians 2 verse 8 and 9 says, For we are saved by grace through faith. And this is a gift of God so that no one may boast. So no one, we couldn't have earned this salvation. It was freely given. But we are on this earth now. So Satan can do nothing else except to make your life miserable. And I've witnessed it so many times where I've seen Christians being miserable. Or Christians facing certain trials and tribulations. And I just want to ask this one question. In the season in your life where you are at, are you obedient? Because there's always blessing waiting on the other side of your obedience. If you love me, you will obey me. Jesus said this. Meaning, if you have relationship, you will be a person that's walking in obedience. As Jesus Christ is on the right side, right hand side of God, if he sees you approaching to the throne one day, then he will say, but I know this person, I have relationship with him. This person has prayed for the sick. I know this person by name, he has spoken to me many times. I love this person. And this person loves me. Why? Because he has proven it through obedience.
We have an advocate with the Father. It's good news. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Pastor Henry's word of last week. What a blessing. No condemnation. Why? Because of the cross. Just because of the cross. Because of nothing else. Because of the cross. But let's focus while we are still in the flesh. To give our best and to be obedient. So that you don't give Satan any ground to come and steal from you. Don't give him a key to your house. When you are being disobedient, you are giving him a key. Because it's something he can use against you. That's why he's called the accuser of the brethren. He cannot accuse you if you are in right standing. He cannot accuse someone if that person is in truth. Hallelujah. Enjoy life as a Christian. That's one thing that we sometimes miss. Enjoy life. Remain obedient. Walk in the blessing. There are certain things I want to say now, but to drink alcohol on weekends and to skip church, I'm not sure if that's enjoying life. That's a sign of someone who is miserable and just hiding it. I've been there, but I've repented. And I came to the house of the Lord. And that money that I've used on other things I used for the Lord's tithe so that I can be blessed. So that the Lord can protect my other 90%. But I needed to start being obedient. I didn't blame the devil. I blamed myself for not being obedient. It's not the devil's fault if we are not obedient. It's our fault because it's a decision. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's pray together. Father, this morning we come to you in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus, for being our advocate with the Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for guiding us, for being also our advocate and just interceding for us and praying for us, Lord. And Lord, this morning we just want to say thank you that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Thank you, Lord, that we can live freely. And Lord, forgive us in the, in the areas where we have been disobedient. I ask for your mercy. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would guide us in truth so that we may act now in obedience, being in right standing, so that we can tap into this abundant life that you have promised us. You are so good, God, and you will always remain good. Thank you that you really care for us. Thank you that we can lay our burdens upon you, because you you said, if you lay your burdens upon me, I will care for you. And you are so wonderful, and you are worthy to be praised. Thank you also for every person that's going to So into your kingdom now, bringing your tithes, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen and amen. I also want to say to everyone who tuned into our Facebook Live, thank you so much for watching with us. Please remember tonight's impartation service with Pastor Henry that's starting at 6 o'clock. Please do not miss it. And also, please bring the Lord's tithes. We are putting the banking details for you up on the screen. Much love. Bye-bye. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. Help us are waiting on you. Let's trust the Lord. Amen. Let's remain in obedience. We're not going to take anything with us.